Coming up on Stu Does America, Pat Gray is back. Where will the conversation go? The possibilities are endless, so stay tuned. And congratulations, progressives. You successfully murdered bipartisanship in a library with a candlestick. Yet even a simple hug between two politicians uh, from different sides of the aisle. Now that's sending shockwaves to the left, even that. We'll look into all of the details. Did you catch my live stream this afternoon conquering Galaga in the studio hallway? That's, I mean, that's the kind of quality content I'm known for. Be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel now. That's where I was streaming it today. Uh, just enter my name, Stu, in the search bar at YouTube, and you're going to see my stupid face being the first one there. And listening to the show on podcasts is a great way to get rid of that stupid face. Uh, just be sure to leave us five stars, which is the appropriate number of stars, and a funny review so I can read it at the end of the show. Finally, if you are a fan of conservative news at all, you know Blaze TV has been on their game the last week covering the latest. Don't miss a minute by subscribing right now. Head to blazetv.com slash stew. Use the promo code stew because that's how they know you like this stupid show and you'll save 10 bucks. In just a minute, I'm going to go completely off script with a chalkboard to talk politics, meaning my Glenn Beck cosplay career is about to take off. You don't want to miss the start of a beautiful thing as we do the 2020 election. Stu does America. You're going to learn some big things about the show today. First of all, I have legs. True. And for today and today only, I'm wearing pants. Uh, Standing up today to show you the chalkboard, we're getting ready for our election coverage, really kicking into gear next week on the radio show and, of course, here on Stu Does America. Now, this chalkboard will be the chalkboard that we use for our presidential coverage. Who's winning? Who's losing? What are the state of the polls? What's the state of the race? And we had to get it all set up, and I thought we'd kind of go behind the scenes and get it all set up with get get it all set up with you here on the program today. So we're going to walk through all of these categories. We have the the board set up here. Quick explainer on the board. Uh, now I know if you're on podcast, uh, I will make sure that you can understand what the heck we're talking about here. But we've got the chalkboard up here: uh, Trump versus Biden. Now, there's some states that are obvious blowouts, okay? We all know uh, North Dakota is going to Donald Trump, okay? We all know Hawaii is going uh, to Joe Biden. So we have a solid uh, count up here, solid uh, electoral votes for the Democrats, 118 electoral votes. Uh, Thank you, California, I'm sure. And solid Republican, 63. So the score sort of starts already at 118.63. I don't think there's any state in that solid uh, area that you disagree with or think is going to be uh, really any doubt on. These are, you know, California and states like that. There's just not a lot of close uh, action in there. So we're going to go from there. We're going to start with the uh, likely Democratic uh, column. I've got a bunch of states here to go through. And I thought, again, tell me if you think I'm wrong on any of these, but I think you're going to pretty much see these add up. Uh, Illinois, Barack Obama's home state, probably going to go to, to Joe Biden. 20 electoral votes there. Connecticut, is likely going to go Democrats as well. I live there. I mean, really, we could put that in the solid category, but I'm being I'm being generous. Uh, Rhode Island uh, also four electoral votes going to the Democrats. Uh, Maine is broken up. If you don't know Maine's system, they have two electoral votes for the state, and then there's two con- uh, congressional districts. Uh, they each get one each. So one of these is pretty sure as well. So you're gonna get three at least. Uh, out of Maine for the Democrats. Uh, Oregon, another likely Democratic state for seven electoral votes. Uh, New Mexico, another five in the column of Joe Biden. Now, New Mexico is interesting in that uh, George W. Bush almost won New Mexico in 2000. Since then, it hasn't been that competitive. Uh, Washington, 
every once in a while you get a, a close race there, but it doesn't, you know, not going to be too close. We have not this year had the one poll that makes Republicans think they might win New Jersey. It happens every election and every election it doesn't happen. But so far we haven't even had that poll. So that's likely Democrat. Uh, Virginia, again, there's been close races in Virginia in the past. Right now the polls are not close in Virginia. Double digit lead for Joe Biden there. Turning into more of a just a giant suburb of Washington, D.C. lately. And Colorado is a little bit controversial for me to put it in the likely category. Colorado was a relatively close race. There was supposed to be a competitive Senate race uh, there this year. So far, it's just not it's not coming out. It's, it's really not a purple state right now. Uh, it's been a purple state in the past. It's really a blue state right now. So we put all of these in the likely Democratic category. Now, our next one, let's do likely Republicans next. How about that? Okay, thank you. Uh, likely Republicans. Well, Republicans got some states too. Now, to me, there's no chance that the Republicans are going to lose Utah, uh, but the polls there aren't blowout. Utah was never a huge Trump Republican state. If you remember, they gave, what was it, 30 percent, something like 20 or 30 percent to Evan McMullen in 2016. Uh, they're not thrilled with Trump, but they're going to wind up voting for him. But that, we're going to keep that in the likely category for now. Uh, Mississippi uh, is as well. Six electoral votes in the so, uh, likely Republican uh, column. Again, there's a there's a close uh, race there in this. I want to say close again. We're talking likely, but there's a close uh, competitive uh, Senate race there. We'll talk about here in a couple of minutes. Louisiana again. There's really no doubt that Louisiana is going to go red, but we're putting in the likely category for now. Arkansas sort of same situation. Six more electoral votes there. You've got uh, Indiana 11. Now, Indiana uh, one time voted for Barack Obama in 2008. I believe it was. you know, look, this should be a pretty solid state for Donald Trump here, as well as Alaska. Alaska, again, another interesting Senate situation going on there. But uh, that's those are all pretty likely. Utah, Mississippi, uh, Louisiana, Arkansas, Indiana and Alaska. When do I forget my first state's two letter abbreviation? It's going to happen on the show and you have to wait for it to happen. How about our next category? We've got uh, this is going to be leaning, leaning Republican. Uh Right here. Three electoral votes in Montana. Again, Donald Trump's probably going to win Montana. The polls are a little closer than you'd like if you're a Donald Trump fan. Uh, There is a a very competitive Senate race there as well. Uh, So, you know, you got that going on. Um, Missouri is another one. Missouri used to be a pretty competitive state, really has gone red. The last couple of elections, uh, Donald Trump uh, heavily favored to win Missouri, but the polls aren't explosive for him there. So we have it leaning Republican. South Carolina has been an odd state. We're going to go into that a little bit on the other side of this when we flip the board and talk about the Senate. Uh, But nine electoral votes in South Carolina. The polling is pretty solid for Donald Trump there. He's going to win that state most likely, uh, but it's still relatively it's in it's in competition. So we're going to keep it in the uh, leaning Republican category. Uh, Iowa, we also put here. Now, Iowa is a state that Donald Trump won in uh, in 2016. It was sort of a purple state for a long time. The polling right now indicates it's basically a tie. And so I think you could fairly put this in the toss up category. For now, I'm going to have this still leaning Republican. Maybe that's optimistic uh, if you're a fan of Donald Trump. Maybe if you're a fan of Joe Biden, you're thinking that's an annoying choice. We're going to keep it here to start. This is our starting position for the board for the next couple of weeks. And we'll get into what these, uh, how, you know, how these things add up in just a second. And this other one is, is somewhat disturbing. I am standing in the state of Texas. 
with 38 big electoral votes. And right now, you, you always have that, at least over to the likely Republican side, right? Maybe even the solid Republican. Instead, right now, we only have it leaning. And frankly, again, the polls are really close there. This is sort of a, uh, you know, I just feel like Texas is going to come through for Donald Trump. I, I'm going to be very, very surprised. Uh, so I have that leaning Republican. Texas is going to come back to the red, I think, uh, even though the, the race is uncomfortably close. We're going to next do uh, the, let's do toss-ups next. Let me do toss-ups. Toss-ups next. Now, look, there are a lot of states in the middle in the toss-up zone. A lot of them are familiar faces from years and years. Every presidential election, we're kind of seeing the same thing. They're always in the toss-up side. There's a lot of them this year, and they're important for a a couple of big reasons we're going to get into here in just a second. Let's start off with Ohio. Ohio is a toss-up state right now. Now, Ohio has, I would say, turned into a reddish-leaning state you know, you could quibble with my uh, with a couple of my category choices. There were some close calls here. I kind of like uh, putting uh, Ohio in the middle. It's been a, it's been a, st- a state that that has liked Donald Trump generally. It's been a state that has been more favorable toward John- Donald Trump than previous Republican presidents. Where pe- you know, uh, John Kerry and George W. Bush famously fought very hard over Ohio. Trump won it relatively easily last time. Polling right now showing it a little bit closer. It's in the toss-up category, though I would not be surprised at all to see that one leaning towards Donald Trump. Um, in Maine, uh, you got a couple of these. Let me, let, me, let me do these congressional districts here real quick. Uh, Maine, they, have, they break up their congressional district voting as well as Nebraska. Both of them uh, have kind of backstories here. Nebraska... Uh, you'd think Nebraska, that's obviously going to be Donald Trump, right? It's a very red state. It's true. This one district there, though, actually went to Barack Obama one time. Donald Trump actually was able to pick off this district in Maine. Right now, they're, they're, pretty, they're pretty close. Honestly, you could kind of split those in your head if you wanted to, but we're going to keep them in the toss-up category for now. Uh, North Carolina is next. Now, North Carolina was a state that it looked like Hillary Clinton was going to win in 2016, and Donald Trump pulled it off at the end. Uh, Clinton had a few point lead, kind of led the whole way in 2016, though it was a very close race. Donald Trump came in, picked that thing off at the end. And that's a hugely important state. Again, you're going to see these toss up states are pretty much must wins for Donald Trump. Next up, this is uncomfortable putting this in the middle, folks. I don't like doing it. Georgia. Georgia, the polling average in Georgia, Georgia has Joe Biden up by a couple of, of tenths of a percent. Do I believe that's true? No, I don't. We we heard the same thing before. Uh, What's her face? Uh, The lady who thinks her uh, what's her name? Stacey Abrams. She always thinks she's she lost the election uh, or, or she won the election, even though she lost the election. You know, we hear that Georgia's a purple state. We hear that Georgia might be trending blue. Do I believe Joe Biden is going to win Georgia? Man, I I just can't. I, I can't. I can't process it. But right now, the polls are very, very close. We're going to put that here. Another crucial state for Donald Trump, Arizona. Arizona really had become a red state over the past few elections. Famously, Hillary Clinton went and spent money and time and resources in Arizona to try to, I guess, run up the popular vote total. I don't even know what she was doing there. She had no reason uh, to be in Arizona instead of a place like Wisconsin arguably it burned her and she lost in 2016. That state really had trended red over the past few elections. Um, Donald Trump right now is behind in Arizona. Uh, I have it as a toss up state. You know, some places would put it as a lean Democrat state. I have it as a toss up. I think he's very competitive there. 
There's a couple. The, the Senate race there is a big deal as well. We're going to talk about that in a second. And I think the biggest state in the entire election. And look, this might sound a little cliche. You might say everybody says this is the biggest state in every election. This time, I think it really is, at least for Donald Trump. It is Florida, Florida with 29 electoral votes. Trump does well in Florida, man. Like all the New Yorkers move down there and uh, they're now all hanging out and saying, I love Trump. I remember him from New York. That has helped him. It helped him win in uh, in uh, 2016. It helped the Republicans perform well in 2018 as well, I believe. Uh, polling's very close there. Trump was behind when we had the second sort of COVID spike. Trump was four and five points behind there. He's closed the gap. We're back to a toss-up state in Florida, but that one is very close. That leaves us with one more category, the lean, thank you very much, lean Democrat uh, category. Uh, let's start off with uh, New Hampshire. It's a smaller state. It's only four electoral votes. Very close in 2016. Donald Trump almost won New Hampshire. Now we're sort of in high single digits in the polling. Biden by eight. Biden by nine is what we're looking at right now. Uh, So right now we're going to have the leaning Democrat for New Hampshire. Next up is Nevada. You've got to say it that way. Nevada. Not Nevada. Not Nevada. It's Nevada. Uh, Nevada, six electoral votes. Again, very close election. People forget. I think it was only a couple of points that Hillary Clinton won Nevada by. But that was not it's not a state that Donald Trump needs. Uh, Neither one of these he won last time. Uh, Nevada or New Hampshire. He doesn't need them, but that's 10 electoral votes on on the on the board. Um, Minnesota is another one that Donald Trump came very close to winning in 2016. He's wanted this state badly. You had the combination of the George Floyd thing with all the burning uh, buildings burning to the ground. They put in a lot of effort around that time to try to turn Minnesota. Hasn't moved the polls so far. We have that leaning uh, Democrat. Uh, Wisconsin. Now, Wisconsin is another one. This is a state that Donald Trump won in 2016. Um, You were hoping for for closer polling, I think, here. What you've seen is, again, high single digits, eight, nine, ten point leads. Um, Now, he had a slight lead or slight deficit. Donald Trump was behind in Wisconsin in the final polls in 2016. It was one of the polls uh, that kind of had error uh, errors in it. And honestly, I thought it was probably the least likely state for him to win that he won in 2016. Uh, Ten more electoral votes. That's right there. Uh, Michigan. Boom. Michigan right there. Uh, 16 electoral votes. We're leaning that Democrat as well. Same story really as Wisconsin. It's a, it may be a tad closer, but for whatever reason, these states that had a bunch of Democrats that crossed the aisle to go to Trump in 2016, many of those people seem to be bouncing back to Joe Biden. These people can't make up their minds. They're just confused. Right now, they're over on the Joe Biden side, uh, and he's up by about eight or ten. And here, here's another huge state. I think this is the second most important state, in my view, in the entire election. Pennsylvania, 20 electoral votes. We have that leaning Democrat. Now, that has been slightly closer than Michigan and Wisconsin and Minnesota. Um, it's a huge state. If, if Donald Trump can win Pennsylvania, he's got a great chance of winning this election. Right now, we're going to lean that to the Democrats. That's where we stand right now. So let's add all this up for you. Um, All right. This is going to be the likely Democrat, right? Uh, Likely Democrats. I know some of you nerds out there, because I know you watch this show. And I said I said to all the producers before, they're all going to do all the math and add this up before I can do it for them. And they're going to lose the whole reveal of this moment. Well, you probably did do that, but whatever. This is 94 here for uh, likely Democrat. And you're seeing that this adds up a little too quickly uh, for Joe Biden, for our comfort here, if you happen to be a fan of Donald Trump. This is going to be likely Republican, uh, adds up to 40 electoral votes. Uh, So that gives them, what, 103 there. Um, This is going to be 
Oh, gosh. Do I, was it this way? Which way was it? Do you remember? 60, 66, right? Yeah, okay. Was, is it 66 or is it 99? I don't know. 66 electoral votes leaning Republican right now is where we stand at the moment. Uh, toss-up states. 91 electoral votes in the middle here. And finally, we have 66 leaning Democrat. Now, for you nerds with, oh, oh, that's that's totally us. It's like all crooked and I have to fix it. Okay, for you nerds out there like me who would sit there with my iPhone on going, calculating it all up, we've done the math for you. And it paints a picture that you may not be happy with. What am I going to start with here? Republicans here. So if we count all the leaners right here, we've got Republicans with 169 electoral votes locked up, quote unquote, 169 on the Republican total. I mean, it's not a bad total. And you figure, okay, you can pick off some uh, some, you know, some toss up states. Maybe we could do some damage. Um, Let me let me do the toss ups. Do we have the toss ups? Um, Toss ups here. All right. So toss-ups, as we noted before, 91, here in the middle. The issue here, and this is why you heard me earlier this week talking about what kind of situation we're in. And it's a situation that if Donald Trump is going to win the election, is going to have to change. Because right now, if we just have leaners, Joe Biden has 278 electoral votes. That means if Donald Trump picks off every single toss-up state that we have on the board, as of today, he still loses. This is not news that I am happy to bring to you, but it is news the way I see it right now. Now, to just give you a quick idea of the path of where we're going, because I know we're running late already. We're going to try to get to the Senate, and I don't know if we're going to get to all of it today. But right now you see 169 and, and 91 that could potentially go to the Republicans. If you have these leaners, you see here, 278, you all know, because we all know 538 is the total amount of electoral votes. You know that 270 to win. So one state here, if, if Donald Trump can pick off all these toss-ups, not going to be easy, and pick off the leaning Democrat states, um, he really just needs to pick off one of them. Any one of these bottom four, which would be Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, or Pennsylvania, or a combination of New Hampshire and Nevada. Not easy, okay, because he's going to have to move the situation a decent distance to do this, but he can do it. He's going to have to uh, hopefully get some polling errors in some states, going to have to just narrow this race in some way. Maybe Joe Biden, I don't know, just starts in the middle of a debate pouring Ovaltine over his head. Something like that needs to happen. Uh, But that could happen. You could see that. Um, the other thing I'll say, if you want to get crazy before we go to break here, let's just say Wisconsin comes over to uh, to the Republicans. OK. That gives it uh, 260, 268 for the Democrats. If this little Nebraska district right here moves over here. What you have, my friends, is 269 to 269 which w- I think the nation would just explode. There wouldn't even be a moment. As soon as they say, eh, it looks like it's, oh, it's a tie. Boom. And we're all dead. That could happen. I don't, right now, though, I mean, look, Donald Trump's got work to do. And I, I've said this to you earlier this week. 
if you are the type of person who's like, I don't know, do I really want to make another phone call? Do I really want to call my friend Bob, who doesn't really know anything, but he seems to be maybe Trump-friendly, but he might not go to the polls. Should I really call him? You probably should call him if you want Donald Trump to win. He's got work to do. He can win all these states. These are all relatively in the toss-up range here as we're talking about that. Uh, that, that could get him pretty high. Gets him one state away from winning the election. But there's still work to do. We're going to have this on radio all week. We'll also have the Senate uh, side as well uh, to, to judge that. Because I will say, if this goes wrong, we really need the other side of the board. Or, again, the nation just explodes. Back in a second. I mean, this isn't exactly a shocking admission, but I blabbed on too long about the presidential election to get to the Senate today. We'll do that early next week. Um, look, it's a really important election. I got to say, if the presidential uh, election goes the way it's leaning right now, you know, Joe Biden as president. I mean, if the American people really are like, I want the guy who's always looking at squirrels and blabbing about Cocoa Krispies as my president, then honestly, we're going to need the Senate more than ever. Uh, I will say, I know everyone's passionate about the presidential race. Really, really important as well. But the Senate is incredibly important. If you have a close Senate race uh, in your state, that might be a, the right thing to do. Go out and uh, do it. If you have a good candidate, go out and you know, campaign for them. Do, it, do whatever you want to do. Come, come tell your friends, hey, go out and vote. And I will say, look, voting's great. But voting isn't for everyone. If you have a really stupid friend who's going to come out and vote for like, the equivalent of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez in your state, they don't need to vote. People say, well, that's voter suppression. No, 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 it's not at all. I'm just saying you should just learn, then vote. The order is important. Learn, then vote. We had these T-shirts printed out. You can go to actually learnthenvote.com or studosmerch.com has all the stuff up there, but learnthenvote.com. I don't know, you could just send that link directly to annoy your friends or you can go buy a T-shirt as well. I will say... What a fun T-shirt to wear right to the polls. Learn, then vote. The order is important. Make sure you do it in that order. Uh, we're going to come back on the other side with the one and only Pat Gray next. A lot of you are looking at me now and thinking to yourself, wow, the incredible amount of energy it must take to do a show like that. I mean, he, the man is standing today for like the first time in 150 episodes. I'm standing up. It's amazing. What an incredible achievement. Well, I can only do that with the power of Dawn to Dusk. Dawn to Dusk is a uh, it's an energy supplement. Uh, and it is like it's not like coffee or energy drinks or candy. Uh, you, you get a little sugar rush. Maybe it helps you for a couple of minutes. Dawn to Dusk can last up to 10 hours and it does it all without the junk and without the crash. Uh, it's a physician-formulated extended-release energy supplement. A supplement lasts up to 10 hours, as I mentioned. Uh, increases energy, improves your mood, stimulates your brain, and all with no jitters. It's safe, effective, and now you can try their two-week quick start for only $14.99. Just go to BrickHouseStew.com. BrickHouseStew.com. Take advantage of this special trial offer they've got go going on right now. Make sure to use the uh, stew in the uh, URL. When you're typing it in, you go BrickHouse and your STU. BrickHouseStew.com, because that's how they know you like this stupid show. Experience the benefits of Dawn to Dusk. For a full two weeks, just $14.99, almost 70% off. 
BrickHouseStew.com. It's BrickHouseStew.com. Offer code is STEW. Graciously uh, delaying his end of the week salt bath with scented candles <laughs> to do a quick interview is Pat Gray, host of Pat Gray Unleashed, right here on Blaze TV. Make and sure you see. don't know how much I look forward to that. I know. You always salt talk about bath it. bath is everything to me. It really is. It, yeah. gets, it just detoxes you, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> it does. It does. Yeah. Uh, make sure you go to the YouTube channel of the same name, Pat Gray Unleashed, uh, and subscribe and watch all the videos. Click like. Do all the things. Mm-hmm. Pat, thanks for coming on the program. No, thank you. Uh, thank you, really? Stu. Seriously, <laughs> well, thank you. I mean that. We're only a couple weeks away from the election. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard of this. Uh, an election on... The president of the United States, the oh. Senate, the House, the whole thing. Really? That's going on? Yeah. They're, huh. they're still doing those uh, elections. Okay. Which I think this is probably the last one. Probably. But for now, <laughs> they're still doing it. But for now. What is your, like, if you had to take a step back, thousand foot view of what mm-hmm. is actually going on with the election, how would you describe it? I'm going to give you the same the same answer that I gave a lot of people in Utah. I just went up to Utah for my son's wedding, and and friends and family members and they all asked. The we're all question. asking the same question: What's going to happen? What, what, do, what do you think? I have no stinking idea. <laughs> I don't know. That is funny because that right? same thing happens I mean, to me. I don't know. I, it looks really bad, and that's what I keep telling him. It looks. It's got like a nine percent chance to win according to the polls, and I. Hope that's not accurate, but I don't know. I was wrong last time. I was wrong the time before. I haven't been right since, two, since 2004 and George H. I'm pretty George sure you w. thought Bush. Uh, John McCain was going to lose. I, yes. Okay. okay <laughs> yeah, yes. So that one you were definitely yes. right on. So 2008, I was right. Yeah. Uh, but I was hoping for Romney and thought he would win in 2012. And I really, I, I didn't know what was going to happen in 2016, but none of us were for Trump initially. Um, and now, who knows? Now that I want him to win really badly, it looks like he's not going to. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting looking at the polls, too. And Steve Dace made this point on our show, on the radio show, um, uh, uh, last week. The polls pretty much look like John McCain versus Barack Obama. But it doesn't feel like that. Like, no. I, I didn't think John McCain had any chance. I thought he was like 0% yeah. going yeah. into that election. This feels like Trump still has a shot. It It does. It, but I don't know. <laughs> Does he actually? Or is it just wishful thinking? Yeah. I mean, he's super popular with his base still. And I can't think I never hear from people who say, <clears throat> you know, I voted for him last time. I'm not voting for him now. Mm-hmm. I've never heard that from anybody. But I don't know that they would call my show and say that anyway if they exist. So but I don't see it on the news necessarily. I don't see a lot of excitement either for Joe Biden. I see a lot of hatred for Trump, but I don't see excitement Then I have got to get out and vote for Joe Biden. And yet we also see that the, supposedly it's a massive Democrat turnout in the early voting. Yeah, I can't even imagine that. Well, we talked about this on uh, the News and Why It Matters briefly at the very end of the show. And they showed a poll, just a, you know, an Internet blaze poll. Uh, and, the, and they said, what, you know, who is the most corrupt? And it was Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden, Barack Obama, Donald Trump. Obviously, we know Donald Trump's going to come in last on that poll for the blaze. Mm-hmm. What was fascinating to me, and we both talked about afterward, is Hillary Clinton dominated the poll. Yeah. Much more. It, Hillary is more in the minds of this visceral hatred of the of the opponent than Joe Biden is. And I swear that's the reason Trump's having trouble. He doesn't. He's yeah. not competing against a hated candidate. He's comp- competing against an invisible candidate. And it's much harder to beat. Yeah. And whereas. Biden's got all kinds of issues of corruption. Yeah. I mean, he's enriched his family. You got the his son Hunter thing. You got Ukraine. You've got China. 
I, I mean, the guy has meddled in the politics and, and the firing and the goings on of Ukraine politics and admitted it. And we've all seen it. And yet none of that stuck to him, really. Yeah. You know, I, I'm at that point where um, <clears throat> none of that stuff is going to stick. He, he Really, at this point, you need him to have a public bad moment, I think. Is, is yeah. that's, that's your kind of with Biden. Yeah. I mean, you know, who knows? The with senior Trump. moment thing that. Yeah. But I think like with Trump, it's this thing where. People have it in their heads that he's basically a magician, right? Like in 2016, everyone said he was going to lose and he won. So that'll just happen again, right? Yeah. And I think that's a bad place for Republicans to be. They should not be thinking like that. It's a very bad place. And he doesn't seem to have a lot of money. I mean, I, I was watching um, Fox News today, you know, and we always have it on during the show and then afterwards as I'm preparing for next week. And uh, I saw, I don't know how many Biden ads on Fox. He has mm. bought a heavy schedule really? where almost every break, at least twice an hour. I know it was at least twice an hour. Joe Biden had purchased ads on really? Fox News. That's and I see hardly anything from Trump and on you know, Fox. People, um, when they look at Fox, they think conservative, conservative, conservative. Their audience is very uh, balanced between right and left. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of conservative-leaning Democrats that watch that channel. You can't have the numbers that they have, I don't think, just based on only conservatives. No. they've got massive numbers. Yeah, they've got huge numbers. Um, there's reports that the, the Trump campaign is pulling out of states like Michigan, um, um, uh, Wisconsin, Minnesota. Mm. Um, these are states that obviously two of those three, Trump won in 2016. And he has to win some of those he, again. Yeah, I mean, he has to. I mean, it, now he can do it without those states if he wins Pennsylvania and sweeps everything else. Mm -hmm. But that's going to be hard to do. Yeah. And it doesn't, it, I, it, like, he's defending territory like Georgia and Texas. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I tend to not believe the Texas stuff. And it's really inconsequential if he wins Texas, because if he wins Texas, he's already won anyway. I mean, like if Joe Biden is in the position of winning Texas, he's already won the election because he's won oh, all, these, all the swing states anyway. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, that's what it seems like the Trump campaign reportedly is doing is spending money defending Georgia and Texas. That's not a winning position. Yeah, no, because he shouldn't have to do that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I keep hearing those same numbers. I The last number I think I saw last week or the week before in texas was that that trump was up by three is that the poll that you've seen yeah there's been two usually there's it's like two or three i've seen some as high as five i i still think trump's winning texas i, do too. I, I don't think he's actually I do lose. Too. But, but if it, he's only up by three i mean it makes sense that he's dumping money into texas because yeah. you got to shore that up that's amazing if you lose texas it's over what about the senate how are you feeling on the senate i mean because scared too because, I mean, if you feel like if the Democrats win the presidency, which would be very bad, mm -hmm. if the Republicans at least hold the Senate, there's something to stop them from doing the worst of the worst. They're not going to be able to to overturn the filibuster. They're not going to be able to pack the court. Mm -hmm. If the Republicans can hold the Senate, at least there's something. Right. But if you lose Lindsey Graham, who's been there forever. Yeah. Uh, that's an unexpected disaster. And then there's a couple of other places that are that are pretty iffy around the country that, um, you know, in Arizona is kind of yeah. going purplish. And so you lose a few states like that. You're in danger. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if he loses Florida or uh, Arizona, it's over. Yeah. He really needs yeah. to win those states. Um, let me ask you this. So going back to we're in March. It's like early March. Things are starting to flare up on the COVID world. The South by Southwest has been canceled. The NBA season gets canceled. Trump steps to the microphone, I think, March 16th. 
and says 15 days to slow the spread, which then turns into 45 days, another month afterwards, just to, to slow the spread. I know a lot of people like to say, we're on day 265 of the 15 days to slow, <laughs> slow the spread, which I understand. But I mean, that's not Trump's decision, right? Like right. Trump did that 45-day period and then was and it's hands been off, the governors. Right? Then it's been the governors and, and mm-hmm. states doing themselves. Most of Trump's base says that was a that was a bad decision, I think. I mean, there's a lot of blame that kind of goes towards uh, Anthony Fauci and Deborah mm-hmm. Burks. But I mean, in reality, it's Trump's Your mom and dad, my mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Um, but in reality, like this is Trump's decision, right? He doesn't have to listen to them. They, like they don't have any power in and of themselves. Yeah. You know, he, he, he gives them power. Does this hurting him? Do you think is there because I don't I don't sense a lack of a lack of passion among Trump supporters. But when it comes to the covid situation, how do how does your audience think that Trump handled it? Not Fauci, not the Democrats, not Gavin Newsom. Mm-hmm. How did Trump handle it? I think my audience thinks that he's handled it pretty well. I, I get the sense that they're pretty OK with the things he's done because my audience as a rule and probably yours and, and Glenn's, too, they believe in freedom and and, you know, um, federalism. And so if he's not being a dictator, which is what he's being accused of continually, that he's a fascist and he's a yeah. dictator, fascists and dictators don't give the power to the states to make their own decisions. Yeah. So, uh, the the uh, second part of the series, uh, uh, Hitler, there's Hitler Ascent and then Hitler Downfall, um, which is like the new like biography, lengthy biography. Of, did he uh, give a Hitler. lot of power to yeah. the local? He didn't do any of that. He wasn't like, you know what? You guys make your own decisions on the Jews. I don't want to hear anything about it. You guys, it's all you. That never happened. No, he Pat. made decisions for other countries, as a matter of fact. <laughs> yes. So he made decisions for different. everyone. Yeah. Um, so what do you? How do you? How do you uh, feel? I mean, I'm going to come on your show Monday, and we're going to chat. Yeah, a I can't bit. wait to hear about your COVID experience. Yeah, because I'm a survivor. You're a survivor. Mm-hmm. A brave, a brave. Courage- I, I'd say hero at this point. Because yeah, I would I'd too. I think that's fair. Yeah, you fought your way bravely through it. Yeah. And so did your wife and your kids. Yes. And was... did any of you actually cough during that period of time? I don't think so. I don't think there was any cough. <laughs> Nobody even coughed. No, we were luckily asymptomatic. You know, that's incredible. And I love to hear those examples. Yeah. And I think everybody does because you, you think, well, if I get it, maybe I'll just be asymptomatic. Which yeah. Would be yeah. Fantastic. And look, they think 40% of people who get it are. Which is like forty percent. It's a big chunk, right? It's a big number. Um, but it it can it can definitely be scary. At this point, what do you think is the big issue with it? Is it is it the governor still cracking down too much? Is it just media nonsense? What's the what's the overriding factor when it comes to the? COVID uh, I think it's a combination of the two. There's there's just still so much overhyping of it, and nobody is okay with two hundred eighteen thousand deaths. Nobody's okay with that. No. But how do we know that had the measures that were taken not been taken, how do we know it wouldn't have been 2.2 million? Um, and the other thing on that is, uh, if you're to listen to some of the latest stats that they think happened worldwide, like 10% of the world population has, yeah. has had it yeah. or has it. So if you, if you use that number, it's an unbelievably low mortality rate. I mean, incredibly minuscule. And it yes, one person dying from the disease is too many, and we don't want to see that happen. But uh, it's not something that we should be freaking out over. 
if the death rate is under 1%. And hopefully, we're, and, you know, I, one thing I was really encouraged by um, was uh, we had these, the first kind of two spikes, right, the two waves, as, as they call it, mm-hmm. you know, in the graph. And you look at the, the hospitalizations, and they kind of peaked at almost exactly the same area as far as total hospitalizations. But about half as many people died in the second wave. It shows that we're improving the way we're handling this. We understand it more, and, and I think it might be less virulent. Yeah, it might be. It might. It could have maybe mutated to a less virulent form, which would be fantastic. Uh, I, Fauci we, said from the very beginning on that. Even Dr. Fauci said yeah. it's much more likely that it gets less virulent rather than more. They they almost always mutate less. I mean, what is it? Your dad? Jeez, I mean, this guy, a big Fauci defender over here. He's my uncle. He's your, oh, it's your He's uncle. Your dad worked. Cousins. Oh, well, congratulations yeah, to yeah, me. Yeah. Um, Pat Gray Unleashed, the host is on, uh, the show is on every day. Pat Gray, of course, hosts it mm-hmm. mornings, 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern, only on Blaze TV. But of course, not only on Blaze TV, because it's also on Blaze Radio. It's on podcast. It's on YouTube. YouTube. It's basically everywhere. Wherever you're listening to this or watching this, go subscribe to Pat Gray Unleashed right now, mm-hmm. uh, because you're going to get great content every single day. Pat, thanks for coming to the program. Thank you. All right, back in a second. There's a big scandal going on in Washington. You probably know what I'm talking about. An affair between Lindsey Graham and Dianne Feinstein. Here's the photo that's kicking the whole thing off. Do we have this? This is, this is terrifying. Oh, my gosh. Look at them. They're in full embrace. I don't even know what kind of weird, twisted act that is. Oh, it's a hug? Okay. Uh, so Feinstein and, and Lindsey Graham hugged, and uh, Feinstein actually said, this has been one of the best, this has been the, one of the best set of hearings I've participated in. It leaves one with a lot of hopes, a lot of questions, and even some ideas, perhaps of good bipartisan legislation we can put together. Well, you're not allowed to think like that anymore because the Republicans are Satan. So if you come out and you say something like, oh, here we go. Sorry, I had to get my Chris Cuomo's worst mug in the shot. Um, if you had to, uh, if you're going out and you're, you're thinking to yourself, look, uh, the Republicans are essentially Satan. You're not allowed to talk to them. You can't tweet things about them. You can't say anything nice about them. You can't even say an incredibly uh, accomplished woman like Amy Coney Barrett, who's obviously impressive, even if you don't agree with her politics. You can't talk about that because she believes something that's related to the Constitution when that is the environment. Well, no, a Republican and Democrat can't hug each other for two seconds and they can't say nice things about each other. This has been incredibly controversial, apparently, to Democrats. But I don't know. I've moved on with my life already. Um, However, Joe Biden, he is now um, he's got an island in Animal Crossing New Horizons. I'm told this game is very popular. It's on Nintendo Switch. My son has a Nintendo Switch. I don't think he plays this. Maybe he should. Maybe I should get him addicted to another video game. That would be a good productive thing. And you know, look, we all know video games are a terrible, terrible idea. You shouldn't spend any time playing them. By the way, I have a live stream of me crushing Steve Dace's high score in Galaga here at the studios. You can go to YouTube right now. You can watch me just double him up on Galaga. Uh, and, and, and he is impressive compared to the rest of this, this crew. You tell me, what's the high score in your home office Galaga machine. You tell me. Well, you can go see my high score here. I, I had, honestly didn't even know what New Horizons was. I didn't know what Animal Crossing was. Never even heard of it. I guess you go to a people's islands. This is a way for you to virtually visit AOC. And who wouldn't want to do that except all humans? 
Um, Twitter is now uh, announcing new policies after their old policies pissed everybody off. Now they got a new set of policies. Last time they were like, oh, well, we can't have hacked materials. Hacked materials can't be linked to. That's why we were blocking the New York Post story. They've updated that. Now they're saying Twitter will no longer remove hacked content unless it's directly shared by the hackers or those acting in concert with them, which again would be, I mean, that would be the New York Times with the Donald Trump tax return stories, basically. I know there's a little bit of a difference, but not much. Um, It also will label tweets to provide context instead of blocking links from being shared. I think Twitter got into, um, they, they they got into the wrong road. Both them and Facebook went down the wrong road. They were right at the beginning. When they came out in 2016 and said, look, none of this stuff affected the election. Don't be silly. There's no, yeah, there was a couple of Russian bots tweeting stories. Who cares? That didn't affect the election. That's what they said initially. And then they kind of got in, pressured into this position to say, well, actually, it's really bad. Here's all our new rules. Well, none of these rules work. None of these rules work. None of them can be maintained. None of them uh, can successfully uh, do what they're saying they want to be done. So now they're in this constant state of revising these rules and trying to, you know, please Democrats and, and trying not to piss off Republicans. It's an impossible place for them to be. Uh, I don't have a ton of sympathy for them, but it is an impossible position. It really is. Um, here's an idea. Shut down all your companies so I never have to go on them again. I mean, I, just tossing out there as a possibility. You think about that and get back to me. Back in a second. Did you know you can buy actual homes, not homes on Animal Crossing New Horizons? You could do that, too. But you don't need a real estate agent for that. You need a real estate agent for a real home in your real life. It's true. You can have one. That's why you need a real estate agent that you can trust. Realestateagentsitrust.com is the place to go to find one. Another place to go to find a real estate agent is a flyer that fell off a telephone pole and ended up in a puddle. You can find one there. How about, oh, well, I'm at the supermarket and there's a uh, there's a bunch of business cards uh, tacked to a, a, a clipboard somewhere in the back. You could you could use one of those. You could wait for the homeless person that's sleeping on that bench to get up so you can see the face of the real estate agent below it. All those are possibilities. Not good ones. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com to find a real estate agent that has been screened by experts. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Anywhere in America, you can find one. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Love getting your reviews, of course, at iTunes. Five stars is the appropriate number of stars. If you wanted an extra week off, you could have just asked. You didn't have to get sick. Mm, So true. But I survived COVID-19, and that's what's important. Five freaking stars. So stupid. How stupid is this show? Stu isn't even his name. Whatever. Five freaking stars. And welcome back. Miss the click, click, click of your cards. I do that, don't I? I don't think I actually realized I did that. Uh, There was nowhere else to get my information through red-colored glasses with the kind of snarking that you do. Whatever. Five freaking stars. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. I want to also remind you, we've got your election gear. Uh, it, it is there, available. This one might last longer than the election if Joe Biden wins. So therefore, I want to retire it in a couple of weeks. Uh, but here it is, Senility Now, the T-shirt Senility Now. 
Uh, it is available at uh, the uh, web store, stewdoesmerch.com. We've got these fancy cups and mugs there as well. Chris Cuomo is worse. Andrew, do we have the Andrew Cuomo's awful one here? Yeah, there it is. I mean, you're telling me these like uh, uh, these don't go together. Andrew Cuomo is awful. Chris Cuomo is worse. Wouldn't you and a loved one like to be drinking out of these mugs together and piss everybody off? I hope you do. Stewdoesmerch.com is a place to go. We'll see you Monday.